This episode is made possible by PwC. A robot may not be coming for your job, but competitors are coming for your market share. At PwC, we pair the right tech with the right solutions to help you gain a competitive edge. Reimagine operations from the cloud, fuel innovation with responsible AI, and detect risks before they become headlines. That's human-led and tech-powered. It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. Blog Talk Radio. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! You've heard about it. You've read about it. You've talked about it. And now, you've found it. This is Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio, the largest radio social network in the world. With your host, Alan Smith. It's time to shut down that big rig, sit back, and come join the conversation. Truth About Trucking Live begins right now. And welcome back to the show, everyone. Today is Thursday, July 3rd, 2014. Big three-day weekend coming up for a lot of people, but not for the truckers, of course, obviously, but still a weekend. Appreciate you tuning in to the show. Anything Goes Trucking Open Forum this evening, where you, the caller, decides on uh, what we talk about. We put up some uh, suggestions up there, uh, truck driver health, sleep apnea, driver image, truck idling, detention time wages, that is a big thing, and here with me, of course, is my co-host, Donna. And, Donna, that wages and detention time, that seems to be a pretty big thing going on. Yeah, right now, like, there's a big debate going on, um, especially about um, a potential mandate for detention time, and you've got, you know, just about half people wanting it, the other half not, just they just don't trust the government uh, to include something that would be beneficial for drivers. So, it's it's kind of a um, a hot topic. Um, I I think pretty much you know everything's a hot topic right now. Hours of service and ELDs. They they just closed the comment section on on that on the 26th. So um, there's there's a lot of issues. Then we have our health issues um, that you know we we were going to have the month of June as truck driver health. Um, then we got into a couple of other things, so we're going to have to, you know, push that off till July. But we haven't forgotten about it. I know a lot of people are interested in it, but I'll try to bring something up tonight about the truck driver health. Well, I see you're on your other, another phone. Um, uh, that's D. She's listening on oh, on okay. my uh, on my cell phone. Oh, okay. So, uh, <laughs> D, want to come on the show? <laughs> She's shaking her head. Okay, okay. So I, I see that on my thing. So I thought you were over there because I can't see you over there. So, all right. Well, we'll just uh, see where the show leads as we go. You know, and just before a um, beautiful day here in in Citrus County, Florida, and then uh, five minutes before the show, I see lightning and thunder rumbling out there. So same thing that happened last week, Donna, but we'll keep our fingers crossed. Yeah, last week, if uh, if you remember, we got cut off. And it's funny because even if we get cut off, as long as, I forgot how it works, something's going, 
No, as long as, you know, everybody keeps, I mean, it's still streaming. So, you know, if there's if somebody there on the call line and they're talking, show keeps going, I just have to dial back in. Okay, well, that's what happened. And, of course, nobody even missed us. They were just carrying on in the, you know, talking back and forth about the issues. And then when we got back on, they're still talking. Yeah, they, so. didn't, they didn't even know we were gone. <laughs> that makes you feel good as a host, you know. <laughs> but, hey, that's what it's all about, open forum. And, uh, you know, it, it is a... Uh, a big weekend coming up. A lot of drivers out there driving. We'll just see uh, see how the callers go. Uh, listeners on the line there in the chat room, appreciate you tuning in. And uh, we'll just see how it goes. Oh, anything goes, trucking open form is the topic this evening. And, Donna, I understand we're giving away a, a Tony Justice CD. Yes, we have uh, one, one more Tony Justice Apple Pie Moonshine CD. I'm going to post the question in the chat room. Uh, to get to the chat room, you just have to click on the show link from uh, our Facebook page that we've been posting and Twitter. I think it's on Twitter, too. So you just click on that, and you can in, uh, answer the question. And the question, uh, actually, I'm going to, I'll tell you what, you think we should, you know, post the question now, plus write it down? Post it in the chat, you mean? Yeah, and, and but announce it over here, too. You can, and okay. you, and then as more as more guests, as more uh, you know logins come in the chat room, you'll have to post it again because I think when uh, when they first come into the chat room, they can only see what's been posted in the chat room from that point on. Okay, so, so you we'll need, keep an eye out. Yeah, you need to. Okay, they're coming in the chat room now. Um, so what you need to do is uh, get in the chat room and then just hurry up and uh, create a login and password. So that you can write, because if not, you'll just be able to read what's going on in the chat room and not be a, be a part of the chat. So it's pretty easy. Um, I'm looking here. It's on your um, top right. I think you just just click on create an account, and, and you can be a part of winning that CD. Um, so I'm going to announce the, uh, the question, and then I'll post it in the chat room also. The question is, who is the MC? for Overdrive's Trucker Talent Search. And that's going on in uh, Gats in August, this, uh, uh, let's see, in Dallas. And we'll tell you more about it in the announcements. But right now we want to know Overdrive's Red Eye Radio Trucker Talent Search and who is the MC this year for that event. Okay, so... Let me get typing in the chat room because I've got to type it now for everybody All in right. there. So that's the question? That's the question. All right. So we will get rolling here, and I still hear that thunder in, out there. We'll see how it goes. So anyway, take a quick break. We'll be right back with this uh, Anything Goes Trucking Open Forum, and it's all coming up on Truth About Trucking Live. You're listening to Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with Truth About Trucking Live on Blog Talk Radio. Have you been driving a big rig for a while now and considering starting your own business as an owner-operator? Well, Lone Mountain Truck Leasing offers the best lease purchase plan in the industry. With a small down payment and monthly payments around $1,000 or less, 
you make the monthly payment, and when the final payment is made, they hand over the title. It really is that simple. There is no big balloon payment at the end, and secondly, the truck is yours, not a lease plan under one truck and company. So if becoming an owner-operator is your goal, do it the right way. Do it the best way. Contact Lone Mountain Truck Leasing on the web at LoneMountainTruck.com or give them a call toll-free at 866-512-5685. That's LoneMountainTruck.com. And be sure to tell them that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. Are you ready, Porter? Man, it's crowded tonight. Care if I join you? Sure, have a seat. Sorry about the paperwork. <laughs> Name's Cole. Appreciate it. I'm Harlan, by the way. Here's a fill-up for you guys. Thanks, honey. Harlan, you look hungry. What can I get you? I'll have a Coke and whatever he's having. Back in a bit. What are you doing with all this paperwork, driver? Looks like you're tripping over your trip sheets. Want to get a jump on these taxes before they jump me. There is a better way to manage your trucking paperwork. With TripSheetCentral.com, you're a login away from tracking every aspect of your business. TripSheetCentral.com organizes your information easily so you can see how your business is performing. That sounds easy. And it's fast. Time-consuming paperwork is eliminated with a low-cost monthly subscription. I no longer have to worry about invoices, settlement reports, or fuel tax returns. TripSheetCentral.com does that for me. Manage your business information securely with TripSheet Central. Visit TripSheetCentral.com at your next stop. This is Truth About Trucking Live with Alan Smith. To be a part of the program, call in now at 347-826-9170. Skype users can call in by clicking on the Skype button on our show page. To be a sponsor of the show, email Donna at info at truthabouttrucking.com. Now, back to the show. All right, welcome back. Anything goes trucking open forum, and you know, Donna, we have we have quite a few uh, listeners on the line right now. Nobody with their hands up. Uh, some of them still coming into the chat room. See Maso Seven. She finally made it in here. You know, it is a big weekend, big holiday weekend coming up, and you know, the majority of our listeners, of course, are drivers. They are driving. We don't want them calling in when they're driving, but. Uh, I was going to point out, I didn't know if you were in the chat room or not, but MAS07 popped up in there. Yeah, I know. It's been a while. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see her again. So so you got that posted up for the CD giveaway, right? Yep, I have it in there. And um, I'll say it again, who's going to be the MC at the Overdrive Chucker Talent at Gats this August? And it doesn't look like, I, haven't, I'm going to, I know I'm going to end up having to give a hint, but that's okay. We'll do it a little later. We'll keep announcing it during the show. Um I guess we can just start in. I, you know, we were doing our health shows in June, and we kind of well, got. You know, before we do that, I we I have an announcement too. Oh yes, okay. You forgot all I about forgot it. I forgot all about You're it. You're over there just ready to roll. I know, I know. Yeah, and uh, you know, it might be you know some of them might know and everything, but if you have heard, you know, Donna and I will be attending the industry at. Uh, oh, let me get it right. The industry at sea conference. And, uh, of course, that's the one that's hosted by the Small Business and Transportation Coalition. And uh, the Industry at Sea event uh, conference is a networking event. 
to bring together uh, trucking professionals from you know all areas of the industry, uh, property brokers, freight forwarders and shippers, carriers, motor carriers, agents, and truck drivers, you know, owner-operators, independents. So it, this is the second year that the industry at sea has been taking place. It's a, it's a three-day cruise on the uh, Royal Caribbean Enchantment of the Sea going to uh, Nassau, Bahamas, with a stop-off at their private island, Coco Cay. And uh, so it can be a lot of fun, but it will be a lot of work as well. So uh, it's, uh, it's an event to... Uh, <sighs> You know, to build, to promote the transparency business model among all parties of the industry. And, um, Donna, that's something we've been talking about a lot, too, the transparency. But this event, uh, that's kind of what they're really promoting and focusing on this year. Well, it's, it's an emphasis with partnerships in the industry. You know, um, instead of everybody like brokers against drivers and shippers against brokers and, you know, how all that goes on and, um, it's it's actually sitting down, being transparent, and creating partnerships, and uh, realizing that everybody needs a fair shake in this industry. Everybody wants to make a profit, and it shouldn't have to uh, come at the expense of any other segment in the process. So uh, it, we're really looking forward to this. The um, basic of it is, uh, uh, you know, pretty much. It reminded us, actually, of the Truck Driver Social Media Convention, how we always spoke about honesty and transparency. And this is an extension uh, involving the entire industry. So um, we were pretty excited to be a part of this. Um, The other part, too, is that um, we'll be able to speak with um, a representative of the FMCSA and try to, you know, probably won't have a lot of time, however, to address some of the major issues that drivers are concerned with. So uh, we're looking forward to that also. But we're pretty excited. Um, James Lamb, who is hosting the event, was supposed to call in tonight. His flight got delayed going to New York, and he sent us a private message uh, saying, I'll be up in the air during the show, but... Um, yeah, James uh, James Lamb, he's also, he's the, um, now is he the president of the SBTC as well too, right? Yes. And he's the uh, volunteer president for the AIPBA, the, um, oh, oh, I'm just sitting here, I got distracted by that uh Lightning. That, you just thunder. saw that lightning. And he's I also, know. I'm kind of like shaking over here. I know. He's he's uh, James Lamb. He's also the volunteer president of the uh, AIPBA, the Association of Independent Property Brokers and Agents. But this is the second year he's put on the Industry at Sea event, and I think the transparency thing is a good. You know, Donna and I and TruthAboutTrucking.com and Ask the Trucker. You know, we've been we've been promoting this transparency deal. Uh, you know, and ethical business practices and a, and an overall trust respect relationship partnership between all parties of the industry since uh since truth about trucking uh hit the uh internet in in uh, the year 2000 so i think it's a good deal and you know we all know how you know drivers feel about brokers and um this will give a chance for drivers to actually meet and greet and socialize and network with brokers and vice versa, you know, to get to know the human aspects of both sides. And I think that's important, you know, Donna, because, you know, 
every other business works in a in a in a fairly decent trusting you know aspect but it's this fighting and bickering among drivers and brokers i think if people can meet get to know one another outside of that business element uh, that that can mean a lot you can get put more of a human aspect on things oh absolutely and the other thing too um is part of the event it's going to have a segment explaining the uh, rate transparency that uh, James has been, uh, that new paradigm he first brought into, um, in, in Matt's, I think it was, in March, he brought up and had, had a, like a seminar over there and a lot of people came by and the idea that if an owner-operator knows up front uh, how much that rate is going to be that the broker gets, that they'll be um, more apt to go with them. Now, I know Logistics.com has already uh, embraced that thought, and um, they are rate transparent now. So, you know, you, you book a load, and you know right up front uh, what, it, what it pays or how much the, the broker's getting, and, and there's no, you know, bickering and back and forth. I mean, it's, it's right there in the open. And, so this is this is a very new concept, and a lot of people aren't comfortable with because they don't really understand it. Any anything new is is difficult well, to to comprehend. You yeah, know? but the funny thing about that is legally they're already required to know that. Well, yeah, I mean there is. I know you talked about that in the last show that there is a uh, something in in the in the rules that that say all parties you know have the right to know. And one of the things is that we've heard with that is that if an owner-operator happens to um, bring that up to a broker that isn't willing to disclose that kind of information, that the broker will just say something like, oh, that, that's that been taken already, or just to brush them off because they don't want to disclose it. And, yeah. you know, you wonder, you know, why. But anyway, it's a it's a new concept. We're looking forward to um, meeting some uh, pretty great people there. We've already spoken to a couple. So, um, you know, it'll be a nice a nice cruise. I mean, we were thinking about uh, surprising everybody just going to Gats because we usually don't go to Ket together. And uh, but then this came up, and we thought, okay, I think we're we're going to go to this. So. Um, anyway, yeah. we're looking forward to it. Yeah, I think it's going to be great, and um, uh, love to have uh, any anybody that can make it. You know, uh, it's uh, it's in September, and I posted it up in the uh, chat room. But you can go to industryatc.com and read all about it, and hopefully you could uh, you could join us as well, and we'd be glad to meet you there. And if you want more information, you can call uh, Kevin Ray. That's R E A. Kevin Ray at 954-253-5049. That's the Industry at Sea conference coming up in September, and hope to see you there. So, anyway, Donnie, we want to keep on a rolling here. Let's let's grab a um, let me grab a caller here. Let's see. I think I know who that is, but just in case, let me make sure I get it right here. Okay, so we'll go to. Uh, Open it up. Anything goes trucking open forum from a uh, caller from Texas, area code 210. Welcome to the show. Hey, this is Jeff. How you doing? Hey, hey I knew Jeff. it was you when he said 210. <laughs> yeah, I mean, how many other callers do you have from San Antonio, right? 
<laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, it's well, pretty varied. Actually, we, actually, I get a lot of 210s up there, but they're listening. But, uh, I, I, you know, and I don't ever memorize the rest of the number, but, you know, it's uh, – uh, but I had a feeling that was you. Yeah, I was going to say, all you have to do is dial a 210 big brick, and that'll be me, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's it. Hey, what's going on? Where are you at? Uh, I'm over here in K-Town uh, uh, right now just trying to keep my ass out of trouble. I mean, yeah, traffic's been a, a freaking mess on 75 today, man. It's like I'm just trying so hard not to uh, totally bastardize your show right now with all the expletives I fucked about my mouth after driving this crap all day. Oh, my God. Where did you say you were? Knoxville, Tennessee. Oh, okay. Yeah. Last time I looked, boy, you get around. Uh, Yeah, actually, if the plastic wonder chicken holds together, I do cover some ground. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if it it doesn't break down, I was just up in upstate New York yesterday. I'm already over here now, and I'll I'll be down... In Atlanta, doing the Redneck 500 here probably tonight. A Redneck? So, what's a Redneck 500? Loop 285 around Atlanta. The way people drive out there, they act like they're in NASCAR race. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Therefore, that's why that's why I named it the, uh, the Redneck 500. Okay, okay. I saw that on on Facebook, and I didn't know what it was, and I thought, hmm, okay, gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, well, some of us name our stuff. I mean, Debbie knows exactly what I'm talking about. So, yeah, she, um, anytime either one of us get on that loop, we're always uh, having fun visiting ourselves in some kind of a beast and ghost order race, I guess. Probably the best way I can explain that. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, boy, I tell you, that two, yeah. that, two, that 285 loop around Atlanta, man, I have seen some horrendous crashes on that thing. Yeah, I know. Well, you know, I was chatting with the, Atlanta police officer one night, and he was telling me uh, that it's uncommon, not uncommon for him to clock about four or five people in one shift doing over 100 miles an hour on that loop. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's so unbelievable. That's the way people drive over there, you know. I mean, uh, of course, uh, you have a lot of people from all over the place about their bad driving habits. So they're not just people from the area, but people from all over, actually. So I really can't blame it on uh the people from Georgia, it's people from everywhere that get into that frame of mind, and uh, anything goes, basically. <laughs> oh yeah, so, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, uh, there's 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 been very few times I've been running around the 285 where I haven't seen a, you know, you know, a fire, some big major crash, a shutdown. It's just it's uh, it's unbelievable. So I'll, I'll I, I'm glad I'm not up there anymore. I'll just leave it to you. Oh, yeah, trust me. Well, it keeps uh, my day exciting whenever I have to drive through there. I mean, all I can say is thank God for having a dash cam on board, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, those things are great. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that reminds me. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I'm running two of them, actually. So, uh, yeah, I, I won't say it. That way, if one goes down, I've still got something to cover my butt. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> all right, well, what's going on? Oh, not a whole lot. Just, uh... Yeah, I thought it was open discussion night and everything. I was going to ask you guys, did you ever get to see that uh, video of that one uh, truck driver up in Il- who was in Illinois and supposedly pulled over a uh, Illinois state trooper for speeding and talking on his cell phone? Did you guys ever get to I, see that? I, well, I was just ready to bring it up. I can't believe it. Yeah, we both yeah. saw it. Yeah, we saw it. Yeah, great minds think alike. I mean, what what is your take on that? Okay, Alan, you go ahead. 
Me? Well, people may not like my take on it. Uh, I mean, I'm a former cop, former police officer, former former deputy sheriff, and uh, uh, it 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 didn't set set right with me. You know, I don't like that disrespect. I mean, I can understand the drivers. You know where he kind of came from, but. You know, I found it kind of odd because I can tell you right now the state troopers that I know, the state troopers that I knew and worked with, that would have been a whole different story. I mean, I I, I, I couldn't believe how that trooper acted. I mean, the troopers that I know, uh, no, that that would have gone down in a whole different way. Well, I tell you what, I've got the same sentiment that you do about it. I mean, the driver of that truck was a very confrontational asshole, in my opinion. And, uh, yep, I, I agree with if, you. Yeah, you know, and I think. And the, the uh, chat room, the, the chat room agrees too. Yeah, well, the state trooper actually. Well, thank God the uh, that there's people in there that see it that way because you know everybody else is uh, so biased towards the driver most of the time, and they don't acknowledge that a lot of times we bring trouble upon ourselves down here. But then uh, one thing about it, um, you know, that state trooper actually kept a really cool head the whole time. But then again. Uh, like you, Al, and I know a lot of the state troopers out here, you know, and most of them are very fair-tempered people. I mean, uh, they're the kind of guys that you can sit down and have a coffee with and have uh, a cup of coffee with and have a good time, but you get on the wrong side of them. They, uh, they know what it takes to make your life miserable, and they have the power to do it. So, I mean, it's just like... Well, I tell I you, you know... I, yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. There's just a break there, but I, I um, you know, I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not meaning a, uh, you know, abuse of power, but, you know, that driver, you know, sure, you know, sure, we we all share the same road, we all share the same lo- the, the same uh, laws and everything, but I tell you what, if you've never, if you've never walked in an officer's shoes, and, you know, frankly, I think you just need to keep your mouth shut, because I've done it, I've held, I've held people in my arms with their brains hanging out of their heads, I mean, I've been there, I've done that, and you deal yeah. with the nastiest forms of life on earth, and that is a tough and dangerous job. If that cop want, you don't know if that cop's going somewhere, and they don't have to have their lights on. When I was a deputy sheriff, I had dozens and dozens of calls, and the dispatcher would say, no lights, no sirens, because you're trying to sneak up on a rapist. You know, you're trying to sneak up on a burglar. You don't know what that cop's doing. And uh, exactly. I, 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 I just, it just rubbed me really, really raw. I didn't like the driver's attitude and the disrespect. And the next time that driver is in a serious confrontation and needs help, who do you think he's going to call? Exactly. I, uh, he's, he, he's got no choice but to call the cops. But I'm with you. I mean, a lot of those guys, police officers uh, have had to run code and not uh, quote unquote advertise the fact they're on the way to a call. Because, like you say, they have a situation they got to attend to. They can't announce their approach. So, yeah. well, you know, another thing, another thing you got to keep in mind too. I know here in uh, in Marion County, here in Florida, I can't remember the exact number, but I mean, they have like um, they are so short of officers. I mean, you may have one officer who is in charge of patrolling a two, three hundred mile area. I mean, something ridiculous yeah. like that, you know. And, and you know, if you, if you don't understand, uh, you know, you're going to get me all worked up here, Jeff, because, I, you know, I, I've walked in both, both shoes, and I, I, I didn't like it at all. No, well, and, and actually he, he honked his horn, 
at the uh, yeah. What was that all about? Yeah, and to see, I would have told him what he could have done with that horn. The cops that I know, oh, that would have been a whole different story. But go ahead, Donna. Yeah. We didn't get your take on it. Oh no, I I when I first watched it, and and I noticed like I was really surprised that everybody thought it was so great, and and I'm like, I don't know. To me, it just didn't seem right, and I thought, well, you know, I'm not a driver. What do I know? And um, so anyway, I, I said to Alan, Alan, did you see that video with the cop and the and the driver and how he pulled him over? And he goes, yeah. I go, well, what was your take on it? And and he told me. I said, well, that's how I felt, but I wasn't sure, you know, because <laughs> everybody else seems to think it was so great that he had the nerve to, to pull him over. He was on his cell phone, and this is what he told the cop. For everybody who didn't see the video, okay, this uh trucker saw this cop speeding and on his cell phone and felt it was his right as a citizen to pull him over and ask him or tell him uh how you know why are you doing that and well, what the, he did well, the, tr- the trooper ended up i believe pulling him over for honking his horn oh is that that's what exactly, it was I okay so. that's exactly what happened and i uh you know i because actually the trooper was going to write him a ticket for uh, unnecessary use of porn, which I would have agreed with him doing. I mean, but then uh, myself, whenever I observe a cop doing something wrong, which is very rare, I would usually uh, get the uh, the unit number or the plate number off the squad car and call the police department's non-emergency number to report that behavior. But, uh, you know, but it's not, you know, not that driver's position to play a law enforcement officer. He was not sworn in to be a law enforcement officer. Well, no, and he doesn't know what that officer is doing, and it's a tough job, and they got a lot, a lot of uh, uh, mileage to cover, and you know, it's just, it, it's just one of these ridiculous things where you know, you know, all the drivers were hooping and hollering, and you know, same thing in the industry, you know, they hate brokers, they hate cops, but you know, when when they need them, they sure, they sure get on the phone and call them. Well, that's the whole thing. I think. Uh We've probably never seen that mask on the back of his uh, passenger seat. I can't remember what the uh, what the name of that mentioned, but it was one of those uh, one of those people that uh, hates government, hates authority, basically. You know, pretty much uh, one of the uh, those with the extremist mindset. And uh, I was listening to another radio show yesterday, where apparently uh, another driver had had a confrontation with that idiot, and uh, he, he's like that with everybody. From the sounds of it, he gets like that with shippers and receivers, even. Oh, if he if he's like that with a state trooper, I'm, I'm I'm sure he is. But you know, I still just can't get over. Uh, maybe that that trooper, you know, he he didn't look. Donna said, "Well, he might have been a rookie." You no, know, he didn't look like a rookie to me. He was, he, you know, he was a little bit older than that. But all I can say again is, boy, the troopers I know back home, yeah, man, they would have tore him a new one. That would have gone down a whole different way. Yeah, same thing in Texas. Oh my God, Texas! Free- don't don't mess with Texas. No, the troopers the Texas are pretty fair tempered, but I mean I've seen those guys. Uh, you know, they have some big strappers that rip your butt apart over there if you're on the wrong side of them. But for the most part, they're very fair tempered people. You know, they're like a uh, they're like a German Shepherd. You know, be very fair tempered towards you. If you go on the wrong side of them, they'll tear you apart, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I just thought it was really disrespectful and rude and. 
and I didn't like it at all. And Donna, I wasn't for sure if you agreed or not. I, we hadn't really talked about it. No, I know. I, I just, I felt very uncomfortable even watching it. So um, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to put something up in the chat room now. Nobody is getting this answer, so I have to put a little hint here. Yeah, but yeah, that's, uh, that's good that you brought that up because I, you know, I got to take my blood pressure, you know, medicine now. But yeah, yeah I, I, mean, I, I didn't like, I, I didn't like it at all. I didn't mean to make I'm curious. Blood pressure, you but <laughs> go ahead. No, that's okay. Um, I'm curious. Um, did you and Deb get to talk about it? Yeah, we did actually. We both uh, pretty much had the same mindset on it. Okay, so the four of us are in agreement. Um, I'm curious, anybody listening uh, wants to call in and say your take on that? The number is 347-826-9170. Um, I'd be curious to hear if somebody thought it, you know, it was, it was uh, perfectly fine for that driver to do that and to justify uh, why they think that. Yeah, I think both, uh, for the most part, though, most people that have any uh, any bit of a brain are probably actually uh, on the side that we're on as far as uh, taking that driver was out of line doing that. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. If he had even been more respectful from the get-go, you know, yes. well, he, you know what I mean, and said something like, you know, I noticed you were speeding and I noticed you were on your cell phone and it's raining and I just want to let you know that had that been me, you would have given me a ticket and or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he could have well, approached I mean, the whole different That's true. I mean, one, one way I'm thinking about it is like, uh, but unfortunately, we do have officers that uh, do set a bad example by the way they're driving. But then again, we don't know if he was on his way to a call or, uh, or Well, that's happened. just I mean, it. Is, you don't know. I mean, course, you, you, as far as uh, using a handheld cell phone, I mean, uh Officers sometimes have to do that. They may not have a Bluetooth handy, and uh, if they get a call on their dispatcher, they don't want to broadcast over the radio where other people can hear it, then, yeah, he may have to pick up a cell phone and answer it while he's driving. Yeah. We just didn't know, you know, the details, and, uh, you know, they don't advertise it, of course. So, yeah. anyway, that's. Uh, I'm glad you called in uh, uh, about that because it was uh, it was bothering me. I was going to bring it up tonight if we had time, so I'm glad you did. Yeah, that's cool. Well, I'll, let, I'll let you guys uh, get, get somebody else on the line then anyway. But, uh, yeah, sorry we didn't have a show last week, but then again, we'll probably catch you next time you have one. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, I forgot what happened last week. I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, um, we're you know, I try to get them every Thursday, and every now and then you can't. I, oh, next Thursday. Um, hmm. I'm well. We'll see. I'm 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 having a little bit of um, oral surgery next Thursday, so I don't know. Um, we'll see how I am. Yeah, well, maybe we'll do yeah. one Wednesday. Yeah, we can do one Wednesday. That would that might work out. There you go. I'm uh I'm gonna be on my way home next week, and Debbie and I are gonna be taking a week off and going to the beach to keep the hell away from reality for a while. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, sounds I, good. I we'll be... Yeah, you too. Take care, bud. Oh, do you have something else you want to say? Yeah, what were you going to say? You were in the middle of something. No, I was just, I was just saying you two to take care, and I was just going to uh, go back on hold and listen to the show while I was driving. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Be careful. Hey, let's go to uh, Colorado, area code 303. Welcome to the show. Hey, Alan and Don, or Rick Ash, how are the both of you? Hey, hey Rick. Rick. Yeah. Long time no here. I, I know. Yeah. 
You know, I have to put a reminder in my phone about your calls every week because I listen every week and I just forget. And that's just the simple truth of it's so busy, but you know, I don't need to talk to you two about being busy. But anyway, I just want to <laughs> comment on on your last subject when you're talking about the the truck driver that had the dash cam on the cop when he got stopped and so forth. Um, I had a big problem with with the attitude of the driver uh, and the way he spoke to and handled himself during the process. But the other comment I wanted to make is, is I think he had, the driver had a valid point but could have handled it a lot differently because I, right. I, I look at troopers and cops out on the road to be setting somewhat of an example for the rest of the drivers. And if other drivers see see police officers talking on the phone, texting on the phone, or driving in a certain way, you know, that that sends just sends an incorrect message. And if you can't rely on the police wherever you are to be doing the proper thing, there's no reason to expect the other drivers to be doing the same. Yeah, and I, I can agree, too. I mean, that's why I said, you know, I can understand where the driver was coming from. But uh, it, it was just it was just the way he handled it. He know? was very rude. Oh, he was absolutely. totally rude. Yeah. And he set the the tone that. of he he had that cop on the defense, which which really I mean I mean supposing he was on his cell phone for business we we don't know that okay and I mean I I don't know it just. It just bothered me. Just watching it really bothered me. And and I see your point that they need to to set an example. And uh, yeah, they do. However, uh, the fact remains we don't know what he was doing, and we don't know if he was on a call. We don't know if he was answering a call from his cell phone. Uh, nobody knows. So uh, just that attitude, um, you know, just 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 hit my nerve really bad. Right. Well, there are laws against commercial drivers using the handheld cell phone, but there is no law against a four-wheeler, you know, using a phone. Well, some states have, and then more and more states are having the laws that that prohibit texting while driving. But, you know, on an individual state basis, there are many states where it's completely legal to, to use a cell phone while you're driving. It's just commercial drivers are banned from it. Right, right. Yeah. So we don't know what state he was in. What's I think it was in Illinois. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know what the laws are in Illinois. So Well, it must have been illegal because he, he brought it up to the trooper. Okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, I, you know, I can see the point, too, Rick. But, you know, coming, walking in their shoes, you know, I just have a, a, another bigger take on it, too. But it was mostly just the way he handled it, you know. Oh, absolutely. I agree 100%. Well, just wanted to throw my two cents in. I'll keep oh, I'm glad here. you did. I'm glad to hear from you. All right. Thanks, Rick. Be careful. You're welcome. Uh, yeah, I hadn't heard from him in a while. I yeah, mean, you know. Rick, Rick Ash was our, um, just so everybody knows, he's a member of the Trucking Solutions Group, and he's also part of Team Run Smart. He was our health speaker at the um, second annual Truck Drivers Social Media Convention, and we received so many uh, comments, feedback of how much um, they enjoyed his presentation on truck driver health. So um, we're really glad to hear from him. It's been a while, and he actually attended both conventions. And uh, if you you know you remember Alan, how on our first year, you know how the first year is, you know you're kind of 
what is it, discombobulated, you know. <laughs> yeah. And he was right there helping that first night arrange chairs. And oh, took photos? Took photos. Yeah, um, yeah it was a great because, guy. So we really appreciate Gave Rick. a great presentation the second year on mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. On health, as a matter of fact. So. Yep, yep. So, hey, I think you got a winner. In, oh, do I? <laughs> okay. I, you know what? I was. I well, was I'm, just, I'm having to do everything. Tonight. I know. I'm sorry. I was collecting wool over here. Um, let's see. You see it there? Who? Well, tell me the person. Tia Gee. Oh, okay. So we have a winner. Perfect. Congratulations. We have a winner on the answer for the question. It was who was the MC for the um, Overdrive's Red Eye Radio Trucker Talent Search, who's going to be the MC this year at Dallas at GATS. And the answer is Tony Justice. And so uh, you win a, a Tony Justice Apple Pie Moonshine CD. Um, you can get, get with us. You can either send us a little private thing in the chat room or go to Facebook and just let us know what your what address you have. You can also send it to info at truthabouttrucking.com, and I'll post all that in the chat room for you, too. So congratulations. Yeah, so he'll get that information to you, and we'll mail it out and everything. So, you know, one thing I was looking through my notes here, Don, you know, one thing that was still, a, you know, a big ruckus, you know, a few weeks ago or so at least, a week ago, and I'm probably still going on a little thing, but this Ann Farrow thing. Yeah, that was a, a big deal, and there's a lot of controversy on that. And, and uh, you know, she had actually talked about detention time for wages. <coughs> and Were you aware of that? I'm sure you were. Um, yeah, it, um, it was a while ago, wasn't it? Maybe last year or something? Yeah, but she had actually talked about, you know, uh, the need for drivers to be paid for detention time. Because, you know, I get a lot of emails and, you know, people say, you know, what has Dan Farrell ever done? You know, give me one thing. And, and uh, you know, I'm, this isn't all pro-FMCSA and Ann Farrell, but, uh, you know, as far as the call to get her out and everything, I had mentioned before, Don, about why start all over, you know? Well, I mean, what, what good would that do? But, you know, she has stood up for drivers, uh, and the detention time is a perfect example uh, I'm just going to quote uh, a statement she made. Um, I don't have the date here, but anyway, quoting, you know, Ann Farrell has said, uh, driver pay and extreme loading dock delays have a significant impact on drivers' ability to be efficient, professional, and safe. In short, uncompensated delays force drivers to press legal and physical limits to capture a day's pay. The logistics industry gets this time free on the backs of the drivers and small businesses. Uncompensated detention time needs your attention because what makes a job better often makes a job safer. Now, the detention time was included in the DOT's highways bill, but Congress didn't include it in their first draft of the highway bill. So the discussion continues, Donna, right? Right, and and it looks like, you know, the industry's kind of split on it. I mean, there's a lot of people that, you know, want to see drivers get paid for detention time, and then there's other people who just feel like they don't want the government involved in uh, in all this, that, that every time they, they put their nose into, you know, driver's business, it always gets the shaft for the driver. So, And then on the other hand, um, you know, the owner-operators feel, hey, I'm already getting, you know, paid for detention time, and supposing they set, like, minimum wage, 
then I have to get minimum wage now when I'm getting like $30 an hour or $20 an hour, whatever it is they're getting. So, you know, there's a there's a big controversy um, on that detention time pay. So, uh, but yeah, she did she did recognize that and uh, and brought that up. And I mean, what what I'm play devil's advocate here. Um, she also, I was a, a, a strong supporter, and I know you were too, for the Collins Amendment, which would remove the uh, uh, one to five uh, driving. What is it, Alan, uh, on the thirty-four hour? Yeah, the sorry. yeah the uh, the thirty-minute break for the you know between one and five a.m. Well, it's still going to keep the thirty-minute break. It was just yeah. gonna it was just gonna um, do the one to five thing and and the uh, limited to one hour restart. Of the one thirty four hour restart, but anyway, I was a strong supporter of that because it didn't make sense that you know drivers would um would not be able to drive in those hours, and uh that's when i mean I know you used to drive all the time you know during the night, and it would put more trucks on the road in the morning, and it was unsafe and uh she was really strong about about believing that they should keep that in there and you know it's a matter of so do you do you ask to throw somebody out because of that and of course you know people will bring up CSA and well you know look at that and you know that hasn't done everything it was supposed to do but i think it's a, a it's an entire effort and not so much just one person so you know, is it is it one person that you're throwing out? Are you going to throw out the whole FMCSA? Well, if you ask drivers, they'd get rid of the whole FMCSA, <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> along with Ed Farrow. So, you know, it, it's a it's a big call. But to you know, to start like you said, to start all over, especially with the momentum going now, um, we had all that with uh, the Collins Amendment and then the, the crash, the Tracy Morgan, and then people saying, aha, now we need more regulations. And there's a lot of, of attention going right now, and that's when, when you have attention like that, that's when people are listening. And I do believe the FMCSA is le- listening because there's, there's huge controversy right now. I mean, they couldn't even come to any kind of an agreement, you know, when they had their meeting uh, in the, the Senate. So... Um, I, you know, I just, I just felt like it was just, you know, going over the line a little bit. And um, I mean, we agree with OIDA on on a lot of things, and this just happens to be one. And we're not, you know, big Ann Farrell fans, uh, as far as I mean, we're not against her, but you know, do we think she's doing a 100% job? Well, it's a tough job. And there's some things that you can commend her for, and then there's other things like this Collins Amendment that you won't. But I think that's the way it is uh, with with everything, with politicians and, and anybody in office. You yeah, know, you're going to agree uh, some of them, and some of them you're not. So um, yeah. that's just my take on it. Yeah, I don't think uh, whoever's in there, I don't think the majority of drivers are going to agree with. That's just the way it goes in politics. But let's go to, uh, hey, let's go to Wisconsin, area code 920. Welcome to the show. Thanks for holding. Oh, hey, Jeff. In the middle of the Antero controversy, right? Um, no, the, the one reason that I signed on the letter is, is she didn't say about detention pay. She believes that drivers should get paid for all of their time on duty every minute which, which is oh, true. Well, yeah, I know, but I mean, I was just I was just um 
reiterating a statement she made about detention time specifically. Yeah, but yeah, she might have she, made she, another she, statement that you're referring to later. That, right. Yeah, she's been constantly on that, and that's you know to me, I look at it as drivers pay from basically what happened with deregulation that really took effect in the '80s. Drivers were making forty-eight thousand two hundred dollars a year on the average, and last year the average driver paid thirty-seven thousand seven hundred. And the main right. difference, and the main difference was drivers got paid for all of their on-duty not driving time, and they logged it as on-duty instead of what is habitual now of hiding it as off-duty time. And why and, do they do that? So they could drive more. Okay. Um, basically, and, it's, and we keep increasing driver capacity, individual driver time capacity, and every time we do, we lower our, rate, our wages. And that was sort of what we were bringing up there, what I brought up since the letter, and the reason I signed on to the letter was because um, I want to see wages. I'd rather see wages go up than miles go up. Well, of course. I mean, it's like asking, you know, do you want to work more hours to make the same pay? I mean, if you had a choice, Jeff, between working eight hours and ten hours or twelve hours or whatever it is, and getting the same pay, which would you choose? Right? I mean, yeah. it's a no-brainer. Yeah, an eight-hour day sounds like a dream in this business. You know, what but, is it? Uh, an eight-hour day would seem like a dream in this business. Oh, yeah. can you imagine? <laughs> yes. Yeah. But like you know, everybody's about. fighting for more hours so that they can make more money when, you know, really just right. make and more it, money. <laughs> and, it's, and it's really come down to where they've got us by the, uh, by the short, by the, by the year, and uh, they, you know, and we're trying to live paycheck to paycheck, and we see working more hours as, as a way to make next month's rent. But over the long haul, we've really been hurting ourselves as far as our income. Now, how would all this affect uh, owner-operators? Now, when you say owner-operators, you you mean independents? Yeah, I get the the terms confused. Yeah, I think think what will happen is if um, company drivers slash employees get covered by Federal Labor Standards Act and start getting paid by the hour, um, what it will serve to do is two things. It will... It'll separate time on the dock from driving time, and what that does is makes people more aware of driving of time on the dock, and, and therefore they'll try to reduce it, the time on the dock. Um, and the other thing is for, for owner-operators, if, if company drivers can no longer work for free, we're no longer, no longer working against slave labor. Uh, and right. it's hard to compete against free labor. So I think it will help us in that part. <laughs> well, um, they didn't. They haven't really brought any of this up in the um, in the transportation bill, have they? Uh, I well, don't the think DOT so. No. Is asking, the DOT is asking for his ask for it now. The, the last last article I saw that came out a couple. They're of days asking ago. for it, but the Senate hasn't brought it up. Congress hasn't, oh, right? No, no. Congress is the uphill battle. Um, you know, okay. Congress had exempted us in 1938, you know, and, and they exempted over the road they're basically interstate workers for exempted for fair labor standards, and um, and that's that's 
the problem. If I worked for my company and worked inside the state of Wisconsin, I'd get paid for a minute of my time. But since I leave Wisconsin, I don't. Well, you had an interesting um, comment you had on Facebook. Uh, what did you say that, hold on, let me see if, what I have in my notes here. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to get Rick's point, get Rick's uh, uh, view on does he think that, uh, does he believe that detention time should be mandated? Oh, uh, yeah. So I know you do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I know you do too. But I was just, I was just getting you talking. <laughs> I, I, I need to get you talking because I'm walking in here getting me a cup of coffee. <laughs> so, I, so I just actually I had a piece in Landline Magazine this month, an op-ed piece on. Uh, it's funny, you know, everybody thinks that I hate Ohio, Ohio, Ohio hates me. <laughs> there I have an op-ed piece in Ohio in Landline this month. So that that's really not true either. I think that we had one disagreement and and. Trust me, the lines of communication between me and Oida are open. And well, of course. They're, they're, they're a good organization. Uh, of course. Yeah, I mean, they are. Just, just because you don't agree 100% of the time, no matter, I mean, I think it's, it's a good thing to have healthy, open debate and different ways of looking at things. And uh, it's, I mean, we're against the grain a lot of times. And it doesn't mean you don't, you know, like the people. It it just means I don't agree, and this is America, and, and that's what's so beautiful about it. Uh, but you had brought up on um, on Facebook, I believe it was, uh, that your theory would be uh, drivers should be paid for all time on duty, 80% of their mileage, rate at 55 miles per hour. So... Um, just doing a little little bit of math here, that would probably come out to about, like, if you're making 36 cents a mile, what, about 16 cents an hour, uh, $16 an hour? <laughs> Something in that neighborhood. It, it's it's okay. basically, it's based, it's based on the LTL model. Uh, a lot uh-huh. of the LTL carriers, what they'll do, especially in their line haul operations, the drivers will get paid by the mile, and then when they're not driving, they get paid... Um, for um, all their on duties, you know, from fueling to uh, dropping and hooking to any dock work they do, and they get paid uh, slightly less than they do for driving because the theory is that then they'll hustle a little bit and they won't lollygag on their, you know, dock work in order to fatten their right. paycheck. And the right. and also I think drivers have a tendency to want to drive rather than do dock right. work. And, and it, it, but putting it at 80% takes away the temptation to log it as off-duty and just try to accumulate driving hours. Sure. And, you know, this is all tied in with uh, the um, ELDs and everything because, you know, a lot of people are, you know, they don't want the ELD because they won't get as many hours and uh, miles and uh, so this would kind of like take care of that. I mean, if you're making the same money, do you really care? You know, and that was the right. point you just brought up. I mean, who cares? Yeah, it, yeah. If you if it, it would take away the the need for the matter of fact, I think what would happen then is people just wouldn't care if they had the LD or not. Um, no. One way or the other, because it, it's no longer um, able to hide. You no longer have the incentive to hide right. uh, your your work. And the average driver now gives away about 20 hours a week on duty. That's, they have work not yeah. paid. 
Yeah, with well, of course, you know, ATA, they say, well, you know, this will take away from all the paperwork, you know, that they have to do and that they don't get paid for and all this. So, I mean, everybody's got an answer, um, an answer for something. Of course, OIDA, um, what, what's their argument, that it still doesn't take care of harassment? I thought that harassment was addressed by uh, FMCSA, but evidently oh, oh. I was... There, there's some really bad companies out there. And, you know, I run a people that, and I don't get calls in the middle when I'm in the sleeper berth. They don't call, you know, nothing comes through when I'm in the sleeper berth. It'll come through if I'm off duty, but it won't come through if I'm in the sleeper berth. And there's always going to be company abuses to EOD that they call you on the phone. And, you know, they, they've cursed us forever. You know, now we just have limits on how much they can coerce us. You know, it used to be, you know, a badge of honor if you could cover a thousand miles in a day. Uh, it's really not so much anymore. And that's, and that's the East Coast. I don't know what it would have been in the West Coast. So, so you're saying that I, I must have I missed what you were saying, the, the last point you made. That the EOD, uh, the, the, what a lot of has is a good point that drivers, that they, we need to stop companies from harassing drivers and coercing them to break hours of service and waking them up in the middle of the night. Um, right. That's really not the function of the ELD. That's the function of the communications machine, which is uh, quite often bundled with the ELD. But they, you know, they could also the back of it. Well, back, back in the day, we didn't have phones, but but you certainly knew what they wanted you to do. Um, and they, you know, they could still call your cell phone and all that if they really want to get you going. But uh, yeah, harassment's always going to be a problem. But I don't think that's a function of the ELD. It's just a function of the industry. And most people, um, uh, Alan, what is it they say that the ELD is just the tool, but it's the HOS? Um, I'd be interested in knowing from both, you know, you guys are drivers, and you know, everybody knows I don't drive. Um, but uh, <clears throat> what about the, they're talking about these HOS of 2004 with split sleeper birth. What, what, do, you, what do you think about that? About what now? Well, the, oh, you're in the chat room. Uh, the split, like they're saying, the old HOS were, uh, you know, was better. That oh yeah, it was like more it. flexible. I like the old old one because I just like using the five five rule. You know, you could drive five hours, get in a sleep berth for five hours, and you could keep rolling. You know, and I, I think the the old hours were much much better than the ones today i mean you know you you talk about being held up at the the docks and everything for you know detention time and everything and well you know i see where drivers go well you know i can put it on on duty not driving i can i can go off duty but you're still on a 14-hour clock and i i I just don't like that 14-hour clock i like the old rules how do you feel jeff well, the purpose of the 14-hour clock, I'm, I'm ambivalent. If I, if I get us paid for all of our on-duty driving time, all of our on-duty not driving time, I don't care. <laughs> That's all I want. Uh, the the purpose right. of the 14-hour, the, the purpose of the 14-hour clock, is was to hustle up the shippers and get it so that if you got hung up at the dock, you couldn't make your delivery, um, and then it would come back on the shipper as to why you couldn't make the delivery on time. It hasn't worked. Um, no, there's no consequence. Where's the consequence? Yeah, that's the consequence is not being able to make the delivery, but, you know, we've got, what, 30, 35% of the trucks out here on EOVs. Uh, it's not, 
at this point, they'll find something that'll make the delivery. Right. And, and, that, right. and, and to, to me, the consequence is always, is always follow the money. And if they have to pay for your dock time, um, all of a sudden your dock time will decrease. Um, the, and also, I think what will happen, too, is they're going to start hiring more forklift drivers. We've all gone to grocery warehouses where the back end of the dock, and they said, well, we can't unload you, and you look and, and you see why, because the dock isn't clear. The dock isn't clear because they don't have enough people to clear the dock. I think what will start happening if they have to start paying for our time is they're going to have to hire more people. And right. hiring more people is a good thing. Right. Well, well, well I don't know. How do you guys, um, you, Alan? Uh, okay, then i got another caller. Okay. You, how do you Go think ahead. this is going to... I just want to. I'm curious. How do you think this is going to play out? You think what's your gut feeling with the, the wages, the ELD? The, you think it's all tied together? You think uh, they get drivers are eventually going to get paid for all their time? I guess that's the bottom line. I think this week we we really last couple of weeks we've really raised awareness on it, and that's the right. first step. And I think what that's if, what I you know, And what's what's going to happen? In, you know, in my dream. In my dream scenario, is that eventually some company in the recruiting wars is going to say, "Hey, here's what we'll do to recruit you. We'll pay for all your on-duty, not driving time," and they're right. going to win the recruiting wars. That's the way I'd like it to go. Um, and also, I would like to see it codified that uh, over-the-road drivers would be covered by fair uh, labor standards act. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, we'll see how it plays out. I think the the fact that, you know, everybody keeps talking about it and bringing it up and don't let it go away, and that's the only way it's going to happen, you know, in the trucking forums and just keep 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 it out there or people forget. It gets replaced by other things. Yeah. 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 I, I was just thinking, too, uh, you know, I, I just agree with I just, uh, you know, agree with Jeff as well because, I mean, the awareness thing is a big thing, Donna. We've talked about that before. And wasn't there a senator or congressman that just came out and said the same thing, that they, he believed drivers should get paid? Um, I don't I, have it in front of me, I but know, I remember seeing a, something like that. I, I, I remember hearing something about that, too. So yeah, so that's the awareness, you know, and that's the first step, just like Jeff said. So, But, um, hey, thanks, Jeff. Uh, I'm kind of watching the time here. We're kind of rolling down, but appreciate you calling in and, you know, keep in touch. And always always good to hear from you. Probably be our last caller here, Air, uh North Dakota, area code 701. Welcome to the show. Hey, Alan. Hey, Donna. Hey, who's Deb. this? It's Deb. Debbie. <laughs> is it? Is it Deb? Oh, okay. <laughs> what do you have, laryngitis? No, I stopped to take a nap. I to get off I-10 here because traffic is fucked. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, what's going on? Um, I don't know. Um. Uh, I think that one other thing that needs to be mentioned, too, is is that not only with the awareness, but also that there's other organizations out there that would support that, like that the crash. As much as they seem to want to be the pet whipping boy for the truck industry, I think we need to look at what they're supporting us in as well as what they're against us for. Well, you know, we brought that up. I think that was a topic of conversation in the last show, that if you looked at some of the things they were supporting, they they were asking, you know, for um, a higher wage or paid, you know, for all um, 
not driving on duty and things like that and detention time. Mm-hmm. So the, it was like they recognized the driver's problems. Uh, the only place that they're just barking up the wrong tree was not agreeing that that one to five it could really be quite dangerous um, if you have more trucks on the road. So um, I think, you know, they're approachable. And you almost think they, they've got to have some kind of common sense. I mean, I almost wonder if even the FMCSA has to say, you know, they're right. But, you know, how do they come out and say, you know what, we thought about it. You're right. <laughs> that's that's well, not going to happen. They come out with all these figures and craziness, you know. Yeah, you have to save face, too. I don't know. I just... Um, Getting paid for everything you do as an owner-operator is a challenge into itself. You need to figure out everything and do, you know, how much am I getting paid, you know, and, and how much is my time, my effort, especially with what I do with pulling a grain hopper. You know, there have been times where, you know, it takes me an hour and a half to clean out my hopper. You know, and now with new regulations with the, with the uh, food industry, the pet food industry, now it's taking time out of my, my 14-hour clock to find a washout, if I can, and then to wait in line to get washed out. You know, you have to figure all that into your, your freight rates. You know, I used to be all concerned about a fuel surcharge, and now I'm concerned about a washout surcharge. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's like, if I could do it as an owner-operator, you would think that companies would have to look at it, you know, and everybody's, everybody's well, we can't pay hourly because the drivers will abuse it. Well, you want to know something. You're going to have to try something else because what you've got ain't working. You know, if anything, go to a salary. You know, and if a driver doesn't perform up to your standards, you lower his salary or you raise it accordingly or you fire him. But if you go to a salary, they're getting paid for everything. Yeah. Well, it's just a matter of respect. I mean, so the the logic they're using is, well, they'll abuse it, so we'll just abuse them before they can abuse us. Yeah. I mean, that's Basically, that's what I'm hearing. You know, you, you're you're talking about an antiquated system that was set up how many many years ago for paying drivers before. I mean, since when is it right to run by a system that is that old? I mean, you need to look at something. Transportation is evolving. And it's an evolving event, and we need to stand up and say, hey, you know, you're evolving our rules, you're evolving our regulations, you need to evolve our pay system. Well, even <clears throat> even even if I just raise the cents per mile to compensate for all the time not being paid, I mean, I mean anything, you know, I mean, go from 36 to 50 or something. Donna, when you're getting paid by the mile and you're logging by the hour, it don't work. It doesn't? Okay. No, you either need I mean, if you got paid 50 cents a mile and you got, still, you know. It's still antiquated. You need to go to an hourly wage or a salary wage. That by the mile crap is antiquated. You need to get away from that. And once you get away from that, I think it's going to turn the industry around. And I do see it coming. I don't see how they can keep going the way they're going because they're losing drivers by the, you know, handful, day after day after day, there's drivers walking away. Right. Well, it, it, it's just, you know. Let me grab, uh, I think, um, 
Jeff Barker kind of went away and then popped up again. Uh, Jeff, you had something else you wanted to add? Yeah, I wanted to add to this conversation. I mean, when you think about what Davey's talking about and actually what Jeff Barker mentioned a minute ago, uh, putting the e-logs in a truck actually would uh, make it possible to actually go to hourly pay to where, you know, they would be able to know what the uh, driver's doing and where he's at and everything. So that would be a lot harder for the drivers to abuse the uh, hourly pay system. I mean, I've been running e-logs now for a year, and um, I know there's a lot of drivers there that don't like e-logs. The way I look at it is if uh, the driver is in the habit of running compliant already and uh, is working for a good carrier, they can run e-logs without being harassed. Right. Um, well, you know, uh, the other thing, too, is, you know, what they're saying is to kind of check who you want to work for. Uh, yes. Drivers should be looking at their SMS scores. And, you know, if if they've got a good score, chances are they're, they're a pretty decent company. So well, I don't know exactly if that's a direct that, correlation. That but also, I think uh, one thing I've been uh, doing, advising drivers to do, is go to uh, a website like truckersreport.com and look at the uh, complaints on certain carriers and know the consistencies that are known by different people and uh, everything else. And you also look at the companies that uh, people praise. You know, like the one I work for, I love working here. But, I mean, you just got to look at uh, each company and figure out what it is that you're willing to put up with and what you're not and uh, go from there accordingly. I mean, it's just uh, it's all about doing research. A lot of times drivers are just too quick to believe what a recruiter tells them. And then they'll go accept that job, and they get uh, about three or four weeks down the road, they're already looking for something else to do. I mean, it's just that's what turn, yeah. creates a lot of the turnover in this industry. Well, there definitely is a turnover. There's no doubt about that. And uh, yeah, I just wondered, Donna, how many drivers, you know, outside of social media, even know about the SMS? Um, well, you know, I don't. I'm not really sure. I don't think. I don't know. I, I, I don't but know. That's all good points. I think a lot yeah. of them do because I remember looking up the SMS for a long time ago, and now it's before Facebook goes even around. I mean, you you had knowledge of it from the trucking forums and everything. I think the only drivers out here who would not have knowledge of something like that are the ones who are not internet savvy. You know, and today or the new knowledge. drivers. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, the new yeah, drivers, there's so many newbie forums where stuff like this is being talked about. Yeah, that, that's what I mean by social media, you know. I mean, it's just a question, you know, popped up in my head. But I think more and more people are getting knowledgeable. And, well, and you know, go ahead, Don. <laughs> well, I was just going to ask all of you, um, Alan, Jeff, Deb, what do you, what do you think? Uh, well, Deb, you brought it up, so I don't have to ask you. Um, about salary or hourly pay versus cents per mile? If I worked for a company, I would want salary or hourly. I would not want to work for pay per mile. There's just too many, you know, your company sends you on a run, and there are companies out there right now, I'm not going to mention any names, but there's companies that are having issues with different things, but these are good, good companies to work for like trying to get your truck in to get service. Well, if you're sitting around for over 24 hours waiting to get your truck service because they won't let you take it to a TA or Petro, or, you know, how are you getting paid for that? You're not. You're not being compensated for that because it's a 
maintenance issue for the truck. It's not a repair issue. It's a maintenance issue. And you don't so get paid for that? Okay. No, okay. some companies don't pay you. In fact, a lot of companies don't pay you for that. Um, you know, if you're stuck sitting on the side of the road, you're not being compensated. You know, anything that you do other than drive the truck down the road that involves doing something for your company should be paid for it, no matter how little or how big it is. And if you're not, even for the smallest thing, you're giving away free labor. Why would you do that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, now, I, Donna, I, keep... In my, in my part of the industry, I, I, you know, I don't know about the other guys, but in my part of the industry, I used to go to places where I back into a place and they go, okay, I'm going to show you how to run this, that you've got to load yourself. Well, there's an easy way out of that. I go, is your insurance really good? Because I have a tendency to break things. And then I don't get asked to do that anymore. But why should I load myself? Why should I run their equipment to load my trailer? Mm-hmm. You know, it mm-hmm. makes absolutely no sense. I remember climbing into grain bins and shoveling grain into a bag trying to get my trailer loaded. I won't do that anymore. First of all, it's very dangerous. And second of all, if I get hurt, they're not paying for it. Right, right. You know, well, so you have I know. To, you have to look at the, the, your options. You should not ever have to do anything that you don't get paid for, even out of the kindness of your own heart. I know there's a company out here who does not allow their trucks to go to, like, Blue Beacon, but they have, like, wash bays set up at their terminals with hoses, not, you know, like a wash bay that you drive to, but hoses and brushes and stuff, and they expect you to wash their truck. You don't get paid for it. But they think that if you're proud of your truck and your company, you'll do it. Such a crock of crap. Well, it's it, it's been so long acceptable. It's like it, it, it's yeah. like a brainwashing. Yeah, and and I mean Donna, keep in keep in mind we're largely talking about OTR because I mean like you know there's separate areas of trucking too. I mean like for me, I mean if I sit on the side of the road for seven hours waiting for a tire to be changed, which I have done, you know I get paid. So you know we're largely talking about OTR. So there's a lot of. Um, uh, sacrifices that these drivers do that they just off like I just read a little while ago off the backs of the drivers you know they don't they go they don't get compensated for that stuff and it's and it's expected and acceptable and it's a mindset now that that's the way it is you got to remember right. though too again truckers are their own worst enemies we've allowed this to happen for so many years well that's what i mean it's it's acceptable they've accepted it that this is the way it is yeah. And now yeah, and that, I, I I bring whoops, hit the wrong button. Hold on just a second, Deb. Go ahead. I said and now that we're finally saying no, I mean I had, I know that farmers originally started with the grain hoppers to bring their their products into the market. And I get that. But that is not the norm anymore. Your normal grain hopper driver is not just hauling farm to market. He is hauling everything under the sun. Besides farm to market, you know, right now I'm hauling track fan. Back in the day, they would never have heard of that. You know, back in yeah. the day, it was corn, wheat, rye, barley, whatever, and you hauled it off the farm to the grain elevator. Well, it has evolved. Well, since the evolution of it, you still have the same pay rate. They still expect you to do the same amount of work. 
like I said, they expect you to do stuff for yourself. And it's because of the way things have been. The, the shippers and receivers want to stay stagnant while we want to evolve. Right. Right, exactly. And we've we've discussed that many times, Donna. And Hey, our time's winding down here, Jeff, but uh, I'll give you uh, last comments here before we have to wrap up the show. Okay, well, uh, Debbie is spot on what she's saying and everything. And, uh, yes, there is companies that expect you uh, to give away your time out here, and unfortunately drivers have been taking it. It goes back to that phrase that uh, a lot of people have probably heard me say for a long time now, line four should be paid for. I mean, if we have to uh, wait around or do anything against our own will that pertains to anything regarding the uh, the equipment or the shippers, receivers, that's time that we should be paid for. We shouldn't allow ourselves to be uh, used uh, pretty much as uh, free uh, security for a loaded trailer or whatever while we're waiting for it to get loaded or have to babysit equipment or whatever. If we have to wait in line to get washed out, the, uh, we'll get our trailers washed out, get our trucks washed Anything pertaining to maintaining the truck, fueling it, pre-tripping it, post-tripping it, doing minor repairs, all that should be paid for. We shouldn't have to uh, be giving away our time out here anymore. Well, let me let me just bring it up to all three of you, um, Alan, okay. Jeff. Real quick. Okay, is couldn't that be settled just without mandates or anything? The companies just do that, and it could be a recruiting tactic. <laughs> yeah, if we all, all right. lived in Disneyland. <laughs> Exactly. Well, the whole thing is, the whole thing is, though, is uh, the shippers and receivers got to cough up more money in order for companies to uh, be able to afford to pay their drivers that attention time. And of course, the companies got to pay more for uh, the waiting time and stuff like that. And profit margin is already thin for a company, but there needs to be a lot of things changed, especially when uh, it comes to the rates. The companies have to make more money in order to pay us more money. So uh, it's got to work that way because I mean. Uh, yeah, so they would just have to charge yet. their shippers more. So uh, what I'm hearing is a mandate would make it uh, the same even playing field across the board because uh, then everybody has to do the same thing. That, that's why they're calling yeah, I mean, a mandate. I mean, if you have a shipper call up a carrier and that carrier charges for detention time or any kind of layover time, that shipper is just going to hang up on that carrier and call another carrier that doesn't charge detention time. Right. Okay, I got it. Exactly. That's why I'm thinking widespread unionization might be the answer in this industry. If we get the labor unions involved, they, uh, then we'll probably get paid for everything we do. If you look at the UPS driver who uh, might be out on the road, his truck breaks down, he's still on the clock. He's still getting, he's still on the clock waiting for the service truck or the tow truck to show up. Thank you. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, something's got to be done because. Um, it's it's not working, whatever's going on. And then, you know, with the driver shortage, people, people that's why there's a turn, such a high turnover rate. They just figure, well, well, this is crazy. It's just the way it's always been. And I tell you, we, um, I hear, you know, it, it's, it's, a, it's a split thing, you know. I, I, sometimes I don't understand a, a lot of the driver's thinking. But, you know, I hear from a lot of drivers, we don't need more regulations. We don't need man- mandatory. We don't need this. We don't need that. Just leave it up to the drivers, you know, let us take care of it. My response to that is, well, you've, you've done a pretty good job the last three or four decades, you know. I mean, nothing's changed. So, But, you know, it's, it's tough. It's a tough situation, and uh, I guess we'll just see how it rolls along. But listen, guys, thanks. Thanks for calling in. My time's winding down here. Donna, you've got some announcements, right? Well, yeah. Um, let me get back in my... Yeah, get get your tail back in here. So, hey, we'll, t- we'll take a quick break, and I'll grab another cup of coffee. Thanks for the callers and everybody, but we'll wrap it up here as soon as we get back. 
from this short break. Hang on, and we will be right back. You're listening to Truth About Trucking live on Blog Talk Radio. Alan Smith will be right back. Heads up, truckers. Are you looking for deals on trucks, trailers, parts, or equipment? Or maybe you need to sell something truck-related. Well, there's a great spot on the web where truckers deal with other truckers. No middlemen involved. That's why we call it TruckerToTrucker.com. There's no charge at all for looking. And if you want to place an ad for what you're selling, it's just $19.95. And it runs till it sells. So whether you're buying or selling, it's time to log on and take a look. TruckerToTrucker.com. Check it out. That's TruckerToTrucker.com. Hey everybody, Alan Smith here with the Truth About Trucking Live, and I want to tell you about TruckerLawyers.com. TruckerLawyers.com helps drivers with their legal needs, and they specialize in workers' compensation, trucking accidents, employment law, and other areas, but they never work for trucking companies. TruckerLawyers.com arms you with important information regarding workers' compensation and your legal rights, and they are also available to help you find assistance for additional legal issues. This includes determining how to get you the best benefits possible for your situation. The website truckerlawyers.com is a resource where you can learn more about your legal rights as a driver. Feel free to continue the social media conversation by liking them on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash truckerlawyers and follow them on Twitter as at truckerlawyers. Call them to talk through your questions at 1-800-736-5503. And when you call Truck TruckerLawyers.com. Be sure to mention that you heard about them on Truth About Trucking Live. There's a lot of copycats out there, but you know, there's only one. Truth About Trucking Live. Now, back to the show. All right, Donna, we're cutting it kind of short here. Nine nine minutes. Okay. Well, I just want to announce we already had it in the chat room that our good friend, uh, Tony Justice, is going to be the MC at Overdrive's Red Eye Radio Trucker Talent Show uh, this August at GATS. And uh, let's see, I wanted to announce the three finalists. Uh, They're going to be determined. They're going to compete live for first place. And the three finalists are Brad James, Jenny Simpson, and Keith Sampson. So those were the, the three finalists. Um, we happened to have listened to all 32 of those songs, and, and they were just great. Oh, everybody was really, really great. So it must have been a difficult decision. But um, congratulations to the finalists, and congratulations to Tony Justice for um, emceeing the event. I, I want to bring up something um, that everybody needs to hear. It's Health HR 4432. It's called The Bill, the Safe and Accurate Fur- Food Labeling Act of 2014. Now, when you hear that, you think, oh, good, they're finally going to label foods. Not so. Okay? This is Health uh, HR 4432. It's actually to discourage labeling, but as we all know, a lot of times bills are labeled and uh, titled to be very misleading, and then people don't read what it really means. And basically, uh, what this this is actually the grocery manufacturers, along with the allies like Monsanto and Dow, 
have uh, teamed up, and uh, Congressman Mike Pompeo of Kansas has introduced this federal bill, which would deny your right to know what is in your food. And what they're calling, you say, well, how can they do that? They're saying the bill, the Safe and Accurate Food Labeling Act. Well, the thing they're calling safe is the GMOs, and uh, the, the research is coming in by the ton of how unsafe these foods are. And to give you an example, I don't know if anybody's heard of this, but Russia has just called actually people uh, growing or doing things with the GMOs an act of terrorism. So um, that gives you an idea. China doesn't want them. Um, how many, 30, the, U, the Europe doesn't want them. We're the only country that wants to hide this information. So what they really are calling the people against this act, they're calling it denying Americans the right to know, the dark act. So keep this in your mind. Call your congressmen and senators and tell them that you are against H.R. 4432, the bill, it's called the Safe and Accurate Food Label Act, and it's anything but safe and accurate. So that's pretty much what I wanted to share with everybody tonight. Um, they can just, just Google Health HR 4432, and you'll read about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's pretty scary, isn't it? It is scary. Well, try to sneak that stuff in there. Well, and, you yeah. know, you're, you're, the, you're the health watchdog here. Well, you know, I even looked at the bill, and it's so confusing even in the bill. Yeah. That you might think that it was to label foods correctly, but well, that's, that's how, why that's these, how they do it. They sneak it in there. Well, that's how when when the ally, when it's Monsanto and Dow getting their lawyers to help write the bill, then they know how to confuse people, and uh, it, it's it's crazy. So <laughs> <laughs> I just get really upset over stuff like this. Donna's on it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Hey, thanks for all the callers. It was a great show. Great input. Those in the chat room really appreciate it. Be sure to sure to uh, bookmark us and add us to your favorites so you won't uh, miss a show. And uh, I tell you what, congratulations again to the winner for uh, Tony Justice's CD, Apple Pie Moonshine. It's really a great CD. We're going to leave you with Tony Justice. You can check him out at TonyJusticeMusic.com. And uh, here's a, yeah, this is one from, well, no, this is one, I believe, from his uh, previous album, but this will give you uh, an idea of Tony Justice, a, fe- a fellow trucker. So check him out, TonyJusticeMusic.com. Thanks for listening, everybody. Really appreciate it. Until next time, for Truth About Trucking Live, I'm Alan Smith. Drive safe, and thanks for listening. Books, I got records to keep. I got a one on my dashboard under the sea. I got the chrome polished up and she's a looking girl. I don't want cat burn underneath the hood. I've been at home too long, it's starting to show. When I get that itch, Lord, I'm ready to roll. When you see me coming, get out of my way. I got a hot load of bread. I'm gonna make my destination come a rain or shine. And my suit up, signed up, get you there by fun of Peter Bill. 379. Got the wind in my hair and the hammer down. I'm 1200 miles from the guitar town. 
destination come a rain or shine In my suit up signed up Get you there by sun of a Peter Bill 379, check them out, TonyJusticeMusic.com. Thanks again for joining in, everybody. For Truth About Trucking Live, we'll catch you next time. Have a great evening. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in business into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.